Hi, Jens here. Are you interested in innovation? This might be something for you too. Every Friday, I share the latest innovation articles, ideas, videos, books, podcasts, and more that I discovered during the week in my newsletter, Connect the Dots. If you subscribe, you will receive an email into your inbox every Friday. You can't find the newsletter anywhere else, so you have to subscribe if you want to receive it. Head over to jensheitland.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and sign up. But now, let's get started with the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Jens Heitland Show where I connect the dots of innovation and entrepreneurship. My name is Jens Heitland and welcome to the show. Today's guest is entrepreneur and expert in online marketing and sales funnels. She's the CEO of Marketing Choreography, host of the podcast, The Funnel After Party. Please welcome to the show, Lexi Ruffel. Hello, Lexi. Welcome to the show. Great to have you here. How are you doing? So much for, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's awesome to have you on board. And it's really cool to see and dive a little bit more into online marketing, sales funnels, and how all of that works. So we got to know each other in the funnel after party group. But before we dive into all the interesting stuff, tell us a little bit more about yourself, your story. Who are you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll go back to the very beginning I was born into a very entrepreneurial family. My family, all entrepreneurs. My mom owned a dance studio. My grandma still owns a dance studio. She's still running it. And my dad has just started every business out there. The current obsession is selling shoes. He likes to resell shoes. He also owns a solar company. And yeah, so it's just been in the family forever. That's kind of fun. A lot of people don't don't have that background and they're like, we weren't entrepreneurs at all. And I'm the first entrepreneur in the family, but that's not really the story. And I've never filled out a job application in my life, which is kind of crazy. I just always found, <laughs> found ways to make money other ways. I did have a job. I've worked at a dance studio, but it was through connections that I yeah. got. These. So it was never like, okay, I'm going to fill out a job application and and do an interview. And so that's just never been the case. I have been a dancer my whole life. I grew up dancing. Like I said, my mom owned a studio. So mm. I grew up dancing in the studio. I always say I was a studio rat. Like I was just at the studio all the time. And so then I was doing jazz, I was doing tap, ballet, all of that. And then I found ballroom and that kind of became my love. And so I, right now I, I teach, I dance professionally on the circuit. It was good times and I still teach ballroom a little bit. I have a few lessons that I teach every week, um, mm -hmm. teaching young kids. And uh, that's fun. You know, I run that business for a while and, you know, had to figure out how to get the lessons and get the people in the door and, and figure that out for myself and figure out how to market myself to get students in the door. And so, you know, that's kind of the dance side of things. So I always say like, I'm a former professional ballroom dancer that became a marketing nerd. 
And so now that's what I'm doing. I run my company called Marketing Choreography. And just along my journey, I found funnels and I found click funnels. I'm sure a lot of you out there are familiar with click funnels. If you're not, you should be. It's a funnel building software and it helps you build funnels. It's a software for that. And it's been a good journey. And that's what I'm up to nowadays. Yeah. Awesome. So can you explain for those who are not really into funnels, what are funnels in general? Yeah, for sure. Funnels, it's basically, instead of looking at a website, a website, you go to a website and you see all of these things happening. There's information here and there's buttons here and there's all of these things to do on a website. And a funnel is a great way to go, okay, this is exactly what I want my customer to do. Hmm. I want them to go to this page I want them to click on this button. I want them to buy this thing. And it takes them through a series of steps and kind of funnels them in. It's a very clear path rather than going to a website and it's very broad. Like these are all of the steps that you (laughs) could take. And these are all the things you can do and people kind of get lost on it. But a funnel is like, okay, here's the headline. Here's exactly what I want you to do. Either, you know, I want you to opt in and put your email address and I'll send you this thing, or I want you to buy this thing, or I want you to sign up for this challenge, or I want you to sign up for this free summit. But it's just a very clear path to get somebody in the door and kind of funnel them through this funnel, right? Yeah. The interesting part was that it's like my background is coming from a large organization, which is like multi-billion dollar and so on, where you don't really see that world. You're not really attached to that world. And now being entrepreneur the last two years, it's like, hey, that's just normal. But before I entered into that world, like I wasn't knowing about it at all. And that's quite interesting. So how is it with your clients and your customers you work with? Do they know about funnels already or are they exploring it? Yeah, a lot of people that I work with have been introduced to funnels. Mm. And so they've kind of already had that introduction and that base knowledge. Mm. And they kind of get it. And so then when they come to me, I help them understand it even more. Yeah. Um, and help them kind of understand the big picture of what's going on because it's really easy to get stuck in kind of the tech of the funnel and in that individual funnel itself. But there's a lot going on around that funnel to actually get people to it and it, the process afterwards as well and, and the follow-up. And there's just so much going on and people will get stuck in the funnel. I had one lady that I was talking to and she said, well, once I put my funnel up and it's just going to like get the leads, right? It's just going to like do that. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not really how it works. You actually have to do stuff to get people to the funnel. And they're still marketing. It's just a tool to collect the money or collect the leads or take them through the process that you want them to go through. Yeah. I want to look back towards how you grew up and what yeah. did you learn from the early entrepreneur childhood and being exposed to a lot of entrepreneurs in your family? What did you learn to run your own business? Yeah. I mean, first off, I just knew that I couldn't work for anybody like that. just was not ever going to be a thing in my world. And so it was like, I want to be my own boss. And I also saw the ups and downs of my parents running their own businesses. And, you know, there were highs in there and there were lows because that's just kind of how it goes. There's not a ton of stability unless you can really find that. But a lot of times it was like, okay, sometimes things were really great. And sometimes things were kind of down. And so 
it was just interesting growing up with that and watching that and learning how to handle those highs and handle those lows. And, you know, I think that's helped me as I've started building my businesses and just seeing that as I was growing up and now going, okay, I I understand that. And I know how to handle that. And I think that it makes me better, you know, and it's made me stronger as an entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. It's quite funny that you say that because when I came from the protective world of a large corporation, then you don't know that it's like, yeah, money is coming. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I was basically more than 20 years working in corporations where I know that at least most of the time I was knowing that the money is coming, even if you're right. not performing, even if you're not doing right. your utmost. But now it's, yeah, of course there's maybe, depending on which business you are in, maybe there's a month where you have no income. Yeah. And then afterwards, there's a month where you have triple the income or whatever. It's, right. <laughs> it's quite interesting as well, from a teaching perspective that you're a young entrepreneur or starting in your career on entrepreneurs. That's not what people tell you. They say, yeah, money is coming. Just open the funnel, like you said. (laughs) Yeah, it just, there's so much possibility as an entrepreneur with the things that you can do and the world that you can create for yourself, but you've got to put in the work and you've got to put in the time to make that a thing. Yeah. So that's kind of how I see it. We met in the funnel after party group. So tell us a little bit more about what that is that other people can find it and understand what they could get out of it. Yeah, for sure. You know, I started this funnel after party group because I saw a lot of people who were struggling in the ClickFunnels world. And, you know, there was a time that I was as well. You know, I've had my ups, I've had my downs and I just saw this possibility to be able to provide more guidance and more help for people that are just starting into funnels and into online marketing. And, you know, I was like, I can help people fast track this journey and go faster than, mm-hmm. than I did. And so I don't know if your audience is familiar with the one funnel away challenge. Probably not. Probably not. The one funnel away challenge is a challenge that Russell Brunson, who is the owner of ClickFunnels, he started and he takes people through a 30 day challenge that teaches them how to build out of sales funnel and teaches, you know, some of the greatest marketing principles out there. Mm. And it's amazing. There's so much great content, but a lot of people get super overwhelmed with it because, you know, they want to build their business and they want to build this funnel and there's just so much to learn. And so I found, you know, an opportunity to come in and go, okay, I can help with this. And so, you know, I started the funnel after party group. It's kind of like, okay, you went through this challenge, you're starting funnels and now it's time for the after party. It's time to really figure out how to put all of the pieces together and understand what is that big picture of your business and how can you market it? And what are all the cool ways that you can put this together? And what's the value ladder that you have? And then what are all the details to actually make that happen? Because, you know, it's one thing to see the big picture, but then you also have to understand how to put everything together and all the little details that need to go into, you know, your launches and your funnels and and your products and building everything out. And so it's a great community that I've started to build. And, you know, I do lives in there and I talk about the tech of the funnels because there's some people that get caught up with the tech. And I also talk about the strategy of the funnels and the marketing. And so there's a good mix and people are in there asking questions and just trying to figure out this game of online marketing. 
It's quite funny because that's how I was basically flushed into your group as well. It was, I was, yeah. <laughs> I was attending the One Funnel Away Challenge because for me, it's always interesting working with innovation coming from a large organization. Like I said, is you're not really into all the nitty gritty details. You know how marketing and sales structures work with if you have 5,000 people and more. But yeah. that's not completely different, but slightly different from an understanding if you run your own business. And that's why I really wanted to go into it and doing it myself. But I also can see they're doing so great work in what they're putting out there. That's yeah. so much is that if you're not able to step back, you will not be able to get through it in a way that right. you have something working afterwards. So it's, right. I think that's a super smart move you do in a way that taking people by the hand and helping them. Hey, that's how it's working. That's how it's growing. And specifically with the community you're building. I like that very much because it's like people help each other and get to know each other. And through that, it helps basically building better businesses. Right. For everyone. That's the great yeah. thing for a lot of people. Then. Yeah, for sure. It's been fun building it and, you know, just seeing people grow and the questions they're asking. And it's been really great. So if we go a little bit into innovative ways of thinking, what do you yeah. see are the challenges for the people inside of your group, inside your clients and so on with innovation, innovative ways of thinking? I think that generally entrepreneurs are actually very, very creative and very innovative. And sometimes that's actually to a fault is kind of what I've seen. People have all of these ideas and all of these amazing things going inside of their head and going... Oh, I want to do this and I want to change the world and I want to impact everyone. And I have this idea. And so I think in my community as an overall whole, that's not lacking. You know, yeah. the creativity and the innovation is not lacking. But I think what I do see is that people don't know how to rein that in and turn it into something. Yeah. And so it's just like all of these things going on and just incredible ideas and they just want to keep throwing out those ideas, but you really got to turn that into something and you really have to turn that into this organized plan to make those things come to life. But I think that entrepreneurs as an overall whole are very creative and very, very innovative. That's yeah. interesting that you say it. It's like also when we talked last time, it was like, how do you build different funnel structures on top of each other that you basically can utilize your ideas. And that was one of my biggest mistakes in the past was the same. It's like, I've had so many ideas, which I started at the same time, which right. lead to nothing because you don't have a product or a service which you're attaching to it. And you don't have a funnel or let's say in a wider terms, a sales process, which brings that to market. Right. So it's great to have great ideas, but if you can't put them into the world and people are able to buy it or able to engage with it, that it doesn't help. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, that's part of why marketing choreography was born was because of that, because it was like, okay, we need to choreograph this. We need to put this into a plan because your ideas are incredible. And I look at it and I go, oh my goodness, look at all of those amazing things. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's put that into something because the world needs to hear that. How do you systematize that while helping your clients? Specifically, if you take a step back from a marketing total perspective, how do you help your clients? Yeah. So, you know, the first thing is really just that discovery and 
making sure that I understand all of the ideas and all of the skills that the person that I'm working with has. That's the first thing. And understanding all of the products that they have and all the things that already exist, you know, maybe even the list that they already built that they don't even realize that they're like, Oh, I have that, right? Like I have all of these things already. And so really that first phase is going, what do we have? Let's get everything out on the table. And then we start to understand where the holes are. And so then we can turn that into a plan and go, okay, you're missing this portion. Like you have not been creating enough noise with what you're doing. Hmm. You've launched a ton of things. Like you've launched a million funnels, but you didn't really create enough noise around it. And so that funnel isn't doing anything for you. Or you look at it and you go, okay, you have all of these products built but you haven't actually launched any of them. You've just been creating products. So it's just taking a look at, okay, what does that person have and what things are they missing? Okay, now let's create a plan to turn it into something. And we need to make sure that we have all of the resources and all of the market resources and make sure that, okay, you know what, what is the list that we have? Or, you know, do you have a podcast to get leads? Or how are you getting those leads? And then going into how are you creating the noise for all of those people that you're collecting? And then what launches are you doing? And what products are we using? And what's the plan? And what are all the details? And so that's kind of the process that I take people through. I can't imagine how much value that is for an entrepreneur who hasn't been in that world because I 100% see that even with bigger clients I work with, they're not yeah. having figured that out right? in all the details. So yeah. maybe they're not using a sales funnel or anything, even if they should. I think there's a lot more when it comes specifically in the online world because that's, I mean, it's old, but as well new for a lot of businesses. Yeah. Well, and I think the biggest thing is, you know, just helping people find the clarity too. That's been one of the greatest things that I've seen as I've run people through, you know, my system and what I do, people just find so much clarity. They go, oh, okay, I get it. And here's the options. And okay, I could use this funnel versus using this funnel or, you know, some people they're not even ready for a funnel and we've got to do something else. And that's okay. I think people that know funnels and understand that it's such a great starting point. And so that's why I decided to start there. But you don't have to know funnels in order to go through marketing choreography. I just, I like to work with those people that do. Yeah. How did you get to the name marketing? Marketing choreography. Yeah. So, I mean, talking about the dance background from the beginning, I was a professional ballroom dancer. And so we have to learn choreography as dancers and we work on the choreography and we make it better And so that's kind of how I came to it. It was like, okay, well, I want to help people with marketing now. I've been learning marketing and now it's time for me to help people with it. And so I was like, I'm going to tie my dance background into it. And so I threw in the choreography into it. And so that's kind of where it came from, you know, just tying the dance and the marketing. And it's so applicable because marketing is an art and putting all of your pieces together and working on it and changing it to make it better and dealing with when it goes poorly or when it goes well. And it's all, you know, just a piece of art and a piece of choreography that you're putting together. So that's how I came up with it. So how do you use then your knowledge of professional dancing inside of your work and as well giving the understanding towards your clients? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think one 
people love dance. And so it's such a fun metaphor to use. And so I think more than anything, it's the lessons that I learned from dance. I can take those and I can talk about those in the marketing. And so I think that's more how I bring it into it. And just going, okay, these are some of the things that I learned from dance. And now we can come and we can bring them into the marketing. So one thing I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and everyone is sharing the nice and shiny things. What are things where you said like that didn't work out as it was planned? And I learned a ton of it. Do you have any story you're willing to share? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have a couple of stories that stand out. There's one story that we built the summit. We built, I don't know if people in your world are Most probably not. Summits. So summits are our hot marketing funnel right now. They're really hot. And basically what you do is you get a whole bunch of speakers mm. to come and speak and you interview them. And these are people that potentially have your clients and your list of people and you bring them on to speak and then you get them to promote, which allows your list to grow because you're interviewing them, they're promoting it to their list, and then you actually gain them onto your list. And so you find people that are complementary to what you're doing, not necessarily people that you're competing with, not necessarily people that are doing exactly what you're doing, that people that are complementary. And so a couple of years ago, we built a summit and there was a lot of hype around it. And it was great. We gained so many leads from it. And it was so fabulous. And where it failed is that we didn't follow up with anything. And so it was like we had all these leads sitting there and they just sat there. And yeah, and it was like, what are we doing? And so, you know, that's part of why marketing choreography was born as well, because it was like, that was just so dumb. We didn't look at the big picture and go, why are we actually doing the summit? Okay, one to gain the leads, but then let's make some money on it as well. Like what can we do after to push them through to our next thing? And so that's, One story that comes to mind, another story that comes to mind is just, and I think a lot of people and a lot of entrepreneurs probably do this. You build out your whole entire product, right? You're like so excited about your product. You're so excited about your thing. And then you forget to market it. You put it together and you've got this amazing thing. And then it's like, okay, what about the noise? What about the launch? What about all of that? And we totally forgot to do that side of it. We had the product side of it. We had that piece down. But it was just, we didn't actually come back and we didn't make the noise around it. We didn't do a launch. And then because we were so discouraged because we spent all of our time building the product, we kind of just put it on the shelf. And so I think a lot of people probably get stuck in that trap as well. So those are a couple of stories that come to mind. That's nice. You're mentioning a lot of times building a list and so on. I was just realizing most probably a lot of people in my ecosystem have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) So can you explain a little bit what is a list and what is behind that? Yeah. So, you know, in online marketing, you want to build your email list because that's one way that you can communicate with your people is through email. I mean, there's other ways and but email is such a key thing. You want to build that email list and there's lots of different ways that you can build it. You know, there's lead magnets where you get somebody to put in their email address and you give them something for free. And there's the summit that I talked about about. There's different ways that you can build it, but it's so key to have that because that's how you can make your money. You build your list. And then when you want to offer something, you have somebody to actually 
promote your stuff to because you've been talking to them and you've been communicating with them and you've been giving them value and then they trust you and then you come in and you can actually offer them a product. It's such a big thing in online marketing to build that list and really just in any business, like your list is so powerful. And, you know, I just had a client that she had so many people on her list and she deleted almost all of them. I was like, what are you doing? Like you had all of those leads. Why did you delete them? So don't delete them. Like you just never know what you might be able to sell them, but don't delete your list and actually collect leads. That's so important. Collect those leads and get their emails so you can talk to them. And that's so counterintuitive when you come from a large organization that is, yes. of course, they have that, but in a completely different way. They have a CRM system and all of that right. stuff. And if you work somewhere in the business, you have nothing to do with it. Right. But it's so essential that you have basically a way to talk to your customers, potential, yeah. or let's say followers. So what is the difference from your perspective between let's say having LinkedIn followers and or Facebook followers or any other social platform to having an email list? What is the difference for you? Yeah. So the difference that I see is that a lot of times with LinkedIn or Facebook, it's people that are more your friends or, or your family, or maybe not necessarily people that you want to be talking to. I mean, LinkedIn, there's maybe more of a chance because they could be closer to who you want to be talking to because they found you based on what you're doing and mm -hmm. But a lot of times Facebook isn't necessarily that way unless you have specifically gone and added those people based on certain qualifications that they have. But that's about you prospecting and finding those people and adding those people. And so there's a chance that those people are your friends or are your future clients, yeah. but there's a chance that they're not. But a lot of times with an email list, you collected them based on something that you put out there that is intended to gather the people that you want to work with, right? And so those lead magnets are capturing the people that you want to be talking to and could be potential clients. And so I think that's the biggest difference is mm. that that list is probably closer to who you want to be talking to because you put out something that you know is something that they need and is going to be beneficial for things that you could push them to later. Yeah. I was talking to a friend the other day and he was saying, I'm working in B2B. I don't yep. need an email list. What is your thoughts on that? I don't agree. <laughs> you needed an email list no matter what. It doesn't matter because if you're working in B2B, like, well, you can still get the emails of those businesses. And so it, it doesn't matter. You need an email list no matter what. And that's what I have to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Then... We're staying, that's the last question in emails, just because it's interesting, most probably for my listeners, because they're not too yeah. much into that. Yeah. So then everyone knows like a newsletter perspective of an email list. It's like, hey, yeah. I have a newsletter. Yeah. I'm sending out a newsletter once a week. What do you recommend yeah. your clients working with emails additionally to having a newsletter? Yeah, so there's a few things. Once somebody joins your list, it's important that you kind of indoctrinate them and... Uh, You put them through a sequence that allows them to get to know you hmm. and also open up the door for them to potentially work with you. It's not like you have to sell them straight away, but it's kind of like, okay, I'm opening up the door. And so they understand what I do. And if they want to work with me, then they can reach out to me. And so, you know, I think that's one thing that's important with emails. 
I think the other side of it is besides a newsletter is the actual follow-up that goes on with emails. And so, you know, you get somebody onto your list or you get them to opt in for something and maybe they didn't buy your next thing. Okay. Now you want to follow up with them because money is definitely made in the follow-up. It is so, so important that you follow up with your people. And, and one way that you can do that is through email. You also can just like get on the phone and talk to them. And I think people forget that too. You could call them, like if you collected their information, then, then yeah. you can call them and contact them that way, especially for things that are a little bit more high ticket. But you know, besides a newsletter value, that's another thing just giving them tons of value and then that follow up and you know that initial like hey this is what I'm all about but i think a newsletter is really great as well cuz it just keeps them connected to what's going on and you know it could invite them to potentially buy something from you as well yeah it's always interesting to, to hear that because i was also so new in that game and i was yeah. prototyping my way into that and yeah. some are completely saying, hey, you're wasting my time sending me five emails in a week or whatever. <laughs> so I was really prototyping my ways on how to do that in a proper way. And I most probably will never be there because it's an ongoing process and different products or different list building mechanisms will bring different clients most probably, and they need to be treated differently as well. Yeah. So slowly going towards an end. So if you would have the chance to work with one of your dream clients on an interesting business and that business is attached to something that's what everyone in the whole world will be able to see. What kind of dream client and business would that be? Interesting question. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I'll go with this one. I'm working with somebody right now. That, that's good. That's actually, exactly that. So I'll use her as an example. She came to me through the group as well and was doing One Funnel Away, had been in the funnel world for a couple of years. And she has been blogging for, I think, like seven years now. Um, maybe it's longer. And she's been building that list and she's been building that credibility. And what she hasn't done is she's never sold them one thing. Hmm. Not one thing. Hmm. She has 50,000 followers on Instagram. 50,000 people. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, but she's never sold them a thing. And so I looked at her and she is just so fun to work with because she has a lot of the resources already. And now we're putting it all together and we're choreographing it. And yeah. it's going to be so cool. Um, and we're just in the process right now of building out her launch and building out the product that she wants to sell. And so I think for me... That is the ideal. There's not necessarily like the type of business, but what I do like is that type of person that's built that and has a mission yeah. and is yeah. excited to change the world with the thing that they have and is just ready. And we're putting all the pieces together and opening up the doors for it to just explode. And so I think that's probably my ideal. Yeah, cool. So yeah. Looking forward, where do you think you will be in a year from now? And that can be personal perspective, business perspective, as you wish. For sure. You know, I think in a year from now, I'm going to be a little bit more one-to-many in what I'm doing rather than one-on-one. -on -one. I do like working with people one-on-one, -on -one, but I'm excited to get to more people. And so I think in a year from now, I'll have a course built out um, that will allow more people to go through it and more people to get help. 
And so that's kind of where I see it just a little bit more one to many than one on one in what I'm doing. Yeah, cool. How do you keep yourself up to date? What are different medias, different topics where people you are following to get interesting things into your ecosystem? Like as far as education, as far as knowledge, is that what? Everything. How do you get new ideas and what are the things you're following? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest ways is being in a mastermind. That's a great way to get new perspective and get new knowledge. Podcasts, that's always a great way as well. Staying up to date with what people are putting out and what offers they're putting out and just seeing on Facebook like, oh, this person's doing that. Oh, that's cool. Like, how can I apply that thing? You know, and just continuing to gain that knowledge and read books and I think those are all, all ways that I do that. And, you know, when I have the opportunity to go to like a live event, that's always great as well. That's a, a great refresher. And I mean, a lot of them are online right now, but, you know, it's great to kind of go, okay, this is what's happening. And that kind of keeps me up to date as well with what a lot of other marketers are doing. And so I can put that into what I'm doing and making sure that I'm staying up to date in that way. Yeah. You mentioned mastermind. A couple of people might not know what that is. Can you briefly explain it? Yeah. So a mastermind is when you get, I think the number is like at least three people together because two, like you could just go back and forth, but at least three, you can bring in those three different perspectives. But, you know, a mastermind is when you get three or more people together to talk about ideas and talk about the things going on, because it's always great to get different perspectives so you're yeah. not just so stuck in, in your head and in your world. And somebody can look at it from an outside perspective and go, what about this? Like, what about this idea? And, and I've just seen some amazing things come from masterminds. Yeah. And, you know, you can also look at it from building a team in your world and having a team of people that you pull together and you talk about an idea. And then there's just so many other things that can come from it. So yeah, I mean, that's one of my favorite things is having a mastermind. Yeah, I highly recommend it as well. It's yeah. really cool. So where yeah. can people find you? How can people reach out to you? For sure. I mean, best way, come and find me in the Funnel After Party group. That's a great way to get connected with me. Obviously on Facebook, it's under Alexi, A-L-E-X-I, Rafael on Instagram. And then I also have a podcast called Funnel After Party as well. And so you can find me through that those are the best ways to find me yeah and i will put all the links as well into the show notes that people can directly reach out awesome. to you awesome cool. i appreciate that lexi thank you very much for getting up very very early and being on my show <laughs> it's a pleasure talking to you yeah it was so great being on thank you for having me thanks hey this is jens again thank you very much for listening to today's episode if you like what you have listened to please subscribe to the podcast and share the episodes with your friends and people you think might like it too. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, please follow me on social media or look me up at jensheitland.com. Thank you very much and see you in the next episode.